Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. This is now episode 13 of the WP Builds Podcast. We're doing something slightly different this week in that we've got a plugin developer, Hanny Mora from the SPP, Simple Podcast Press plugin. It's the same plugin that we use on our website in order to allow you to listen to the podcast episodes. It does an awful lot of heavy lifting in the background, and Hanny's a really, really interesting all-round podcast expert. So tune in, have a listen. It's about 50 minutes long, so it's a long one, but uh, hope you enjoy it. So we're joined today by uh, Hanny Mora from SPP, which is uh, the Simple Podcast Press plugin. Um, do you want to uh, introduce yourself quickly, Hanny? Say wh- who you are, where you're from, what it is that you do? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my name is Hanny Mora. I am from Toronto, just outside of Toronto, Canada. Um, I am. I work with WordPress plugins in the, in the content space, content creation. Uh, especially in podcasting, live streaming, and videos. So I create software tools to kind of help people automate some of the steps and also help people grow their audience and grow their email list. Do you do you just work in the WordPress community or do you build uh, plugins, for want of a better word, or software for anything else? Actually, I am just in the process. We just pre-launched a few months ago, back in December, um, yeah, a few months ago, a, my first uh, web application, web platform. So I'm, I am slowly moving, I don't want to say away, I'm building yeah. tools to complement the WordPress plugins as well. Mm. So I got it started in the WordPress plugins, but now to do bigger and better things, you need to have a kind of a cloud or web app software that can take more load and do more of the processing. So things mm. that you can't do on WordPress. Mm. Uh, take the load off your site and do it for you. Oh, that's that's really, exciting. It's a really exciting platform. Yeah, that's really interesting. And uh, you've been beta testing that sort of with closed doors, have you? Yeah, we have. Um, we kind of did a kind of, I call it a quiet, soft launch to people who are on my email list. And um, it's a, it's along the same same audience as my plugins. So it's a comp, it's a complementary tool to the WordPress plugin. So if you got a podcast or you do live streaming, this software will take your podcast, convert it from an audio to a video, publish it to YouTube. You can take your live stream from Facebook convert, and upload them to um, to YouTube as well. You can convert them to an audio and send them to your Dropbox. So it's almost like an automation tool to help mm. you convert and distribute your content, whether it's video, podcast, or live streaming. It's um, That kind of brings me neatly to my first thing, which isn't really a question. It's kind of a, an, an explanation of how we've got Hanny on the podcast. And that is because when we began this um, podcast. We're on. I think this is episode thirteen now. That's right, thirteen. I uh, I was looking so that when we launched on episode one, we would have a solution which could take us to episode one hundred or two hundred. My my goal was to not have to replace anything halfway through or adapt because I've been there and I've done that and I didn't want to. So I really didn't understand podcasting. I knew that people needed to do what we're doing now, which is record audio and then put that audio somewhere. But I didn't realize all the technicalities behind it. And so I went through a journey of discovering where to host it. And I think I went through, uh, I looked at various options, like, I don't know if you say this correctly, but Libsyn or Libsyn um, and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And then I, the other thing that was new to me, I didn't quite realize that you needed, a, if you wanted to use iTunes, which is obviously the place to be to have your podcast um, syndicated, if you like, you needed some sort of connection. So I connected FeedBurner to SoundCloud, which is, like I say, where we host it. And then, mm. then iTunes picks all of that up. But then from that moment, your plugin is does the sort of magic stuff that I really wanted. And it, it kind of automatically in the background um, creates a draft post, um, sucks in the, the album art, um, essentially does everything that I need it to do. And all I need to do is go into that draft post, um, fiddle with it a little bit, you know, maybe change the text that's been sucked over because sometimes the formatting is not quite quite 100% what I want. And I did really, really didn't realize that there was so much in it. So, yeah, first of all, thanks for a great plugin. It works really well uh, for us. But, um, yeah, is that is that kind of typical? Do you find yourself being used by people like me who've never done this before? 
Um, I, to be honest, it's, I get a variety of customers. I think we're we're over a thousand users of the of the simple podcast press, which is the plugin. The neat thing about the plugin is um, it it kind of has it serves it, it can work for everybody. Whether you're publishing for the first time and you you want to automate the step of publishing your episodes from like you said from a SoundCloud or a Libsyn from your podcast host onto your WordPress site, mm-hmm. if you want to automate that and have a blog post for lack of a better word, a blog post with an audio player and automatically show up, it can do that for you. Or if you just want a podcast player and um, like a nice looking podcast player with some buttons and email opt-in box to help you grow your email list, you can manually insert the audio player on any post or any page. So it, it serves kind of both sides of podcasters. Podcasters who want to automate and podcasters who want to still write their own show notes or, or, you know, the content on their site, but they want to insert a, a nice-looking, mobile-friendly mm. podcast player. So it does work both ways. Yeah, we've... Um, we've the, the way, as I say, it works for us is that we publish to SoundCloud. We get the email, which it kindly sends to us to say, hey, there's a new post um, in draft state. And then I sort of go in, and as you say, I sort of fiddle, and I actually change the shortcode a little bit to suck directly from uh, feed burner and so on and so forth but yeah it re- works really well i mean in terms of podcasting as a thing it, yeah. it kind of feels to me like if we were to roll back five years maybe six years that podcasting was a real blooming industry everybody was podcasting then again i could be wrong i don't know what the statistics are it kind of feels like it went away a bit and it went out of fashion facebook came along there was different mediums for doing you know publishing your own stuff but now maybe it's just because i'm in this ecosystem a little bit now but it feels like we're back on the rise and podcasts are um much more popular and there's more of them and there seems to be new ones every day is is that is that would you say that's true yeah i would say that's true like it's it went, it went exactly went through uh it got popular for a bit like people started hearing about this concept of podcasting and then it, like you said it did kind of go away my timelines i'm not very good with timelines mm. but mm. i feel like youtube kind of became the place to go and it's still a very popular place to go it's still a great platform to publish videos but the podcasting in I don't know at least past three, four, five years has been picking up. And the nice thing about podcasting is it's a lot easier for a listener to consume, especially on audio podcasts because you could be on the go, could, they can consume it from you know their smartphone while they're driving. You know they don't they don't need to sit in front of a screen and watch a video, for example. And um, and I, the other the other nice thing is people can subscribe, yeah. so. The act, the idea of subscribing is that they automatically get notified. So if you have a, your podcast on iTunes, which is really easy to do and everybody should do it, and um, you get discovered there, but also once people discover you, they can listen on uh, on their phone, subscribe. If they have an iPhone, they can subscribe. And every time you have a new episode, they get a notification on their phone mm. saying, hey, new episode. Um, and also the Google Play, Google's going into the podcasting space about a year ago, maybe six months ago. They uh, the Google Play also allows you to publish podcasts. I think it's only US right now, but soon they're going to open it up. Yeah, so people wow. Android devices can listen as well. So it's not it's going to be limited to iPhone. There's a setting in the Simple Podcast Press uh, plugin for for creating a button under the player for Android, and I I've got it switched off because I can't. I'm based in the UK and and I can't quite work out what that is. So maybe you're right. Um, at the minute, I use an Android app um, on my phone called now what's it called Pocket Casts which mm-hmm. is a stellar really great uh, way of playing things and i think i think that's i think you made some really good points there i, I think you're probably right in that the 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 dawn of the app on the mobile phone maybe created a resurgence youtube was uh, you know it was so it, such a vibrant space for a while but it it does feel like the idea of having something which just automatically gets sucked in each week each month it kind of mm-hmm. feels like you're a little bit more embedded in that ecosystem you're a little bit more um you've got a bit more ownership of it because you, they're on, they're in your phone and they sort of pop up each week and we've just a, f- a few of our um followers if you like the people that listen to us have commented how they, they they like the sort of schedule we put it out every single week 
um, yes. on the same day. We don't, we're not religious about the timings or anything like that, but that seems to be that seems to be a good technique for keeping the audience is to be regular. For sure, I I'm a podcast consumer. I, I you know, and I drive. I'm always got my podcasts on, and and one day it's one of my favorite podcasts. Just it was late, like. I, I'm expecting a Tuesday on my drive. I, you know, I need to hear it. Like I'm addicted to it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there tweeting them, guys, come on, where's the episode? <laughs> they got, apparently got so many tweets because it was about a few hours later than their usual schedule. Yeah. They had a technical glitch, but it's funny because your audience and like, you know, myself as a, as a listener, I get used to it. I, I get hooked on a, on a podcast and I enjoy the content and having a regular schedule is very, very important. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you, um, yeah. go on, David. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that was my experience. I don't have much experience with podcasts. I'm not, I'm not a big consumer of them. But I did start with one at Boag World many years back, I think back 2006 or something. And that was exactly my story with it. I got hooked to that every week it came out and I listened to it. And then suddenly they went for seasons and that's when they lost me. They kept me for a few seasons, but that break broke broke my habit with it. And I just wonder, there are a few that do seasons. We were actually on a podcast which is due to come out soon with Matt Medeiros and he does seasons as well. So do you think there is anyone who can get away with doing seasons or is there, is there any knack? I that? am. My, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with season based podcasts. I mean, I consume more just kind of the weekly mm-hmm. show. I mean, once a week is, is good, but um, it all depends on your content. Like if your content almost has a start and a beginning, like you're almost, almost telling a story or you're teaching about a particular topic or talking about a particular topic you can and then you want to shift topics a little bit maybe a season approach might be good yeah um, you have a show where you interview people um in a certain space like wordpress space or entrepreneurs or whatever uh you know maybe seasons doesn't really make sense so you gotta kind of have to test it and go with your gut feel and then get some feedback from, from the listeners itunes reviews mm one place to get feedback and then you yeah. have an email probably asking your audience as well is to get their feedback we um i tend to listen to podcasts It'd be quite interesting to exchange lists in a minute i i tend to listen to podcasts where somebody or potentially a couple of people just disseminate what they know um mm-hmm. and they talk authoritatively about something so I, outside the wordpress space i listen to quite a few history podcasts i listen to oh. a podcast about um internet security it's actually a one off the twit network called um security now i really really like that one um mm. but it's it's professionals really knowledgeable people t- telling me things david and i have got a completely different approach we we pick a subject that we think is of interest to to both of us and potentially interest to the people that we know have started to listen and and we we write down a few talking points and then we just drone on and on and you know <laughs> go on and on and that seems to work for us and, and maybe there is a maybe there is like a magic bullet formula for creating a super successful podcast um but i don't listen to enough of them to know what that would be are, are there any things like presumably there are some gigantic podcasts out there with like millions of views a week are there um I'm sure there are. I, I don't know, to be honest. But to me, for me, the purpose of a podcast is to is to build like build a listenership or, or an audience or whatever you want to call it. But the people who are interested in what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And ideally, if you have a, a business or you or you're in this space, whatever space you're in, you know, keep your podcast related to it. So you, you kind of get to know the people in your space, get to know your audience and talk about things that are interesting to you. But also, if you do have a business or if you're in that space, at least you're you're kind of building this reputation as being somebody you know that knows what they're talking about. And by having a podcast, it gives you a little bit of authority. But so you obviously don't want to BS your way through a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but if, but you know if you're no if you have some knowledge and you can share it or you have connections that you can interview on your show, you know, it just brings more value to your listeners. It's um it's been interesting for me how long it actually takes we we have a very um unprofessional approach essentially we 
we record it like this and then we do a tiny tiny bit of post-production where we add a bit of an intro on and a bit of silly music at the end to make it look more light-hearted um so ours kind of feels on the unprofessional side but but fine but I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, you listen to some podcasts and you kind of get the impression that they probably spent lots of dollars yeah. and an awful lot of time concocting it and even editing it so that it sounds really slick and there's no pauses and erms and ahs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's something that David and I need to <laughs> think uh, about. No, I, I I would disagree with that. I would focus more on the content. Like yeah. if, as long as audio quality is good, like decent, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure what we have now is, is decent based on the recording that you, the, the little test we did at the beginning, yep. before we started. But it's really about having decent audio. So that the person listening is not like hearing crackles or you know background noises. The laundry machine is going in the background. That kind of thing. Just mm. keep it. You know, people can enjoy listening. But also, more importantly, is, is what you're saying, like the content. And uh, you know, if you have guests who's on your show, like, are they bringing value to the to the audience? So if you're going off topic with a with an episode, uh, you might get some feedback saying, oh, well, you can tell from the listens. If people don't listen to a particular topic, mm. you get a feel. Uh, I know for my, myself, like, I listen to entrepreneur shows. And uh, after a while, I stopped listening because it's kind of the guests that were on there were, you know, like we have big software or big businesses. And uh, it's, it wasn't related. I couldn't relate to the content anymore. Yes. Now I listen to content that I can relate to. So as a listener, as a creator, you want to create, you want to kind of know who your audience is. Yeah. But before you even start a podcast, you have a feeling who, who's on your blog, what kind of people are are potential customers. If you have a business behind it, who are the people that you want to attract and then create the content that they want to uh, listen to? I think it's so fabulous that the the barrier to entry is so amazingly low um you know you've got free open source software like wordpress our soundcloud account which um which allows us to post an unlimited amount of data i think is 79 dollars a year the itunes bit is free the feed burner bit is free i've got Mm -hmm. my computer already my microphone cost me a little bit but it wasn't a lot i think it was 90 dollars or something and it it sounds fine and and all of a sudden you've created well what feels to me like radio and when i grew up radio was a thing which was absolutely the domain of some other person living in a completely different part of the world with a you know a job title and that's what they did for their living and I do. I, I confess. Sometimes when I listen to our, our podcast, I am quite surprised that wow, how did I manage to do that stuff? It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it is. And and the thing is, you want to like you have all these. You have the pieces, like you said. You have all the tools, and it's and it's not expensive. And um, the the thing is, you want to you want to like you mentioned earlier, be consistent. And so you know, starting a podcast is can be challenging, and then at some point you might get kind of tired and mm-hmm. stop. Um, so you kind of kind of have to push through after a certain point, even if you're not getting the downloads. Like, I don't, don't try to look at the podcast as numbers. I don't say, all right, you know, I only got this number of downloads. Oh, I wish I had a thousand downloads. You know, I'm, I'm going to stop doing it. Like you got to kind of push through because this content lives forever. Like yeah. you're not, if you don't have this content, like if you don't have a, the listener base now, if somebody finds out about your podcast, they subscribe, they go back episode one and they listen through that's what i do yeah I discover a new podcast. i go to episode one and i start so you just got you know a, a new listener can listen from episode one all the way until where yeah. you are right now so yeah. don't be discouraged if you're starting a podcast it is slow it is slow when you start i think that's really good advice we've managed to yeah. stick very well haven't we david but do you get that david with with your youtube channel because david does loads of um instructional videos for beaver builder do you get Sort of six months down the line, a random question popping in, and a new a new person suddenly listening in. I, th- I think so. I think it grows like that. It's interesting. I mean, we've done this podcast because we're part of a community, and those that community has its own debate. So effectively, we just nick what they're talking about and talk about it ourselves, don't we, on our yeah. own platform yeah. for those people, borrowing what they've done. And you just reminded me, Hanny, actually, about the fact that we, you know, our audience. So in a way, at, at perhaps our audience their question would be, you know, why bother even with podcasts on if they were doing something to promote their uh, website building businesses, mostly with the people we talk to, you know, would they be better going for YouTube or going for audio with a podcast? What's your thought on this? 
Um, to me, this, this is how I look at it. Um, I, I'm not saying this is the right way to look at it, but this is just one way to help me differentiate. Um, videos like YouTube and podcasts, they almost serve different purposes. Um, to me, as somebody who is looking for a solution to something, is going to probably search on Google and good like most likely end up on YouTube if uh, there's a video that kind of matches. So if you're kind of saying, here's how to build this, or here's how to use Beaver Builder to do this, definitely you want to have a YouTube presence for those types of videos to educate people. Um, the podcast is almost like it's a complementary tool. So it's, it's a it's another way to consume audio. It's not it's not for people who are like looking for a solution in terms of how do I do this or how do I do that. It's more like uh, I want to learn about this theme. I want to learn about uh, let's say you know building websites with Beaver Builder or I want to build on building websites in general. What kind of elements do I need? So it's a little more broad, a little more of just mm. sharing knowledge or bringing on experts uh, to talk about the knowledge. It's I don't know. It's almost like entertainment. Yeah. Inter like it's entertainment and education at the same time. So it's not like I'm looking for an answer on a podcast. I listen to it because it's fun. But I also, from a creator's perspective, if I have someone listen to my episodes over and over again, and then they think, oh, you know, I need a web developer that can build sites. You're the first person to pop to mind because you're in their ear mm. every week. So it's almost like you're building. You're like burning in. You're putting your impression on them. Uh, if you have good content, they subscribe to you. Then you're, you're leaving a very lastic impression with a podcast. Mm. I um, I kind of just had a, a a thought about that, and and it is that if I want the answer to something, I, th I think I agree absolutely with what you've just said. If I want the answer to something, I go googling for it, and then mm -hmm. um, and I'll watch for that for that answer. I'll let's say it's YouTube. I, I confess, I don't think I've ever listen to a piece of audio to find the answer to something. Um, right. I'd either read the text or I'll watch an instructional video. Obviously what we do is you can do that very easily with a, you know, with a screen share application or something. So watching's fine. And then what I tend to find is that if I, if I've gone back two or three times and the same person crops up, I kind of mm -hmm. then go out and find where they're at. And if, yeah. if they've got a podcast, I will subscribe to it because their credentials are already clear to me, um, and I think they're going to bring value because they they know what I'm doing. Um, and also, if I if I kind of um, hear about somebody in authority from people who I trust in in the communities that I work in, then I I do the same thing. I'll subscribe to their content um, because. I think they're going to bring value to me. So YouTube feels a bit like me going out to get it, whereas mm -hmm. the the whole podcast and subscribing thing feels like, ah, I know you now, I trust you now, you send stuff to me, uh, just keep it coming. And obviously at some point you can unsubscribe and, and what have you. So it does feel like a different, a completely different relationship. There's a bit of trust that's already been built up and you're just sort of shoring up that trust and gaining more trust e each time you put out an episode. Yeah, and it's almost like an almost like an email list in a sense, like you said, because an email list. If you know, if I watch a bunch of videos and I end up, you know, going through to their website, and uh, you know, I opted for their newsletter because I, you know, I like the content that I saw in the video, then you know, I'm committing to getting regular emails from them. So a podcast is almost like an email list, but maybe it's even slightly less commitment, so people don't feel like, oh, I'm going to get spammed by these emails. If they have if I go to your website, I see you have a podcast. I'll subscribe to your podcast, check it out. And then um, it's almost like it gives me an opportunity to learn more about you before committing to the email. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's almost like date, second date. Yeah. The video, like, you know, you just saw a random person and then, the, you know, you kind of test drive or go on a first date with them through their podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, really interesting. Email. It's really it, like you, I, I don't want to say you need one versus the other. I think, you know, you know pick one platform. And they all they serve different purposes. Mm. And, uh, if you have the time to commit to a podcast, I would do it. If you don't have the time, I recommend waiting until you have a little, you know, commit some hours a week to preparing the content because you, it's not going to be effective if you try for a few weeks because you're not going to you're not going to see the results. Yeah, very quickly. It's over time. It's building this presence on yeah. on internet. David, yeah. how, how long do you think we spend a week on this one between us? It's 
probably, what do you think, maybe three to four hours a week? I guess so. Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah. We end up talking to people quite a lot after we put it out um, in our community, don't we? So that takes up <clears throat> some extra time. But yeah, that's about right, I would say. Um, so it's not a it's not a massive commitment, but equally, you know, if I go back 14 weeks, that was four hours that I had uh, completely for me uh, to do other things with. So, yeah, there is a sort of certain commitment there. And maybe maybe the audience, if you like, understand that a bit as well. You know that you are giving up some of your time. There is some value in this. You, you are. Yeah. You're making a bit of an effort. I'd like to know Hanny's take on things like the Google Hangout shows that you see. There's a, a lot of those water coolers, one that I've seen a few times. Because mm. like it's a, kind of in between. Like a video? Is that a, is that through a video podcast? Or is, are those on YouTube? Yeah, video Yeah, video podcasting, really. You know, with video a group of... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, to me, uh, me personally as a listener, like I prefer to consume audio. Mm -hmm. It's easier mm -hmm. to consume audio than video. Um, so I personally like always recommend people, especially if you're starting to podcast, definitely do an audio audio podcast. It's less less work, a little bit less work mm -hmm. in terms of don't worry about cameras and stuff. You still got to do a little bit of editing and recording, obviously, but it's a little less work. And I think you'll get more. You get it's easier for people to consume, so you'll get more listeners mm -hmm. through an audio, and then you can always expand. But I I feel like audio podcast plus a YouTube presence is more valuable than having an audio podcast and a video podcast. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and then you're gonna get you're gonna get two different types of people listening and watching. Like YouTube, people who watch videos are different than people who listen to podcasts. And um, you want to kind of attract both uh, if you can. Right. But uh, I'm not saying you should do a podcast and drop your videos. I'm not saying do one over the other. But um, if you want to start something you don't have any videos and you don't have a podcast and you want to kind of gross get a way to attract people to your website to to, to learn about you and your business um, then definitely i i would i would say a podcast is probably a little easier for most people than a video mm. but I, I like making videos so i find it videos a little bit easier <laughs> <laughs> after but, all that <laughs> um, but it depends I and mean, it's on the person but i think for person just starting off you can sit and you know in your pajamas and record an audio and uh, versus a video where you gotta you know, gotta have a little bit of decent lighting. And, yes, and, yeah, uh, yes. We did try. More. We tried our hand at a video just because we had four of us on the call and it was Christmas time, and so we wore silly jumpers and things. And it, it was really good fun actually. But there was an awful lot more setting up, I think. Um, yeah. So I, I would agree. I, I just I find myself consuming podcasts. Um, at times when I really don't want to be watching something. So it'll be when I'm cooking, um, I'll have a, I've got a little Bluetooth speaker and it just sits near the, near the hob, near the cooker. And, um, mm. and it, that happens then, or it might be just when I'm, I don't know, um, ridiculously, I listen to quite a few in the bath and, um, oh. you know, in the car on journeys to see clients and things, I'll listen to quite a lot. And it's all that it, it, for me, it would absolutely not work. I would never listen to the same wealth of podcasts if it was video. Um, but as I say, the instructional stuff, I, I can, I can consume that uh, endlessly if I need to get an answer to something. Exactly. And the, and the key to whatever content you're creating, whether it's YouTube podcasts, or if you're doing, you know, Facebook live uh, or any kind of live streaming. Uh, you wanna you wanna ultimately get your listener back to your website, mm, yeah. So they can learn more about you, uh, and even ideally give them an opportunity to sign up for your email list. It's um, it's interesting because I know that podcasts go very much hand in hand with marketing and sometimes really hard marketing, um, you know. But we we haven't explored that at all. Um, essentially, we we produce the podcast and then write it up in in. Well, we basically copy paste the text from the from the page, the post, um, and put it into our Facebook group, and and that's kind of all that we do. We have a yeah. we have an email opt in box next to it, but um, I think we've managed to gather you know like a couple of dozen emails and things, and and essentially I do exactly the same thing. I just I just yeah. copy paste the the content of the um, of the post and put it into the email and send it out. I think maybe David and I neither of us have got great pretensions of being marketers have we david we just kind of want this to see where it goes yeah we went in totally aimless and we're still there <laughs> yeah, no, but, 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 yeah. no, but the nice thing about the email is it's almost like 
you know, you have a chance to talk to your listeners yeah. a little more than uh, like find out if they're enjoying the episodes or topics they want to hear. You know, you have an opportunity to have a, a two-way conversation. Right now, it's with a podcast. It's one way. Yes. You know, you're talking to them. The email gives you a chance to talk to them and get more feedback. Uh, but of course, not many people are hesitant to leave their email just yeah. for the sake in their email. So you almost have to you have to entice them with something that's you know a little bit of value, a little bit of something that's worth them putting their email to get. Yeah, yeah. There's a getting involved, but I find that it's um, you don't need to sell anything on the email list. I mean, it's just if you have a chance to talk to your audience, this is a good platform if you if you have it. Um, but the one thing I wanted yeah. to mention is um, I, I talked in the beginning about podcasting and I mentioned iTunes um, because it's kind of the most popular. But to be honest, like have like, the importance of having a website that has your episode on it. It's, it's really important to do to have your podcast on your website because you you going to make it easier for somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, especially if it's the first time someone's never heard of a podcast they're on your website. They can literally just click a button and just hit play on your on your blog post. Mm. Start listening, as opposed to um, having to go find the podcast app on their iPhone, or they have to go to uh, Google's Play and download an app. You know, people are like, whoa, 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 I don't understand. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, they you, they play it, then they can hear it. Then, uh, then it's just another way of people consuming your audio. We um we we definitely do that. That in fact, when we started out, we set up a new domain, so it was completely vanilla install of um, WordPress, and the your plugin and its player um, went onto there. Um, so we're not sort of like cross fertilizing it from our own blogs or anything like that. So it was we haven't really had to uh, play with that too much. The audience that we've got grew out of um, nowhere, if you know what I mean. Um, but that's interesting. Just sort of going slightly sideways what um why why on earth did you build this thing why did you build uh, and create the simple um you know the, the the plugin for wordpress um what was the what was the purpose did you were you scratching your own itch did somebody approach you and need it or why that's a great question um i actually the simple podcast press the plugin we've been talking about the player that you see on on your website or your that you're using, that was actually my second plugin. Um, huh? About a year before that, I, I'm a big video guy. I would love making videos and YouTube videos and you know how to type videos. So I I'm, I'm a software. You know, I got a soft computer engineering degree way back in the day. So I always loved software. I love video. So I, I knew I wanted to create. I had a blog that was just putting out content, but. I was like, you know, blogs are great, but I want to build a software. I just had this itch to this craving to build a software yep. that's related to video. Anyway, and then it, it just, you know, I got excited about the idea, but I didn't know what I wanted to build. Then to scratch my own itch, because I was doing a lot of work. I have a WordPress guy. I love WordPress. Um, I didn't know how to create plugins, but I love WordPress as a platform. And I love YouTube. I'm like, you know what? I want to automate, take all my YouTube videos and embed them on my WordPress site automatically. Why do I have to go in every time, make a post, copy the embed code? You know, I'm like, why? Why is this? Why do I got to do it manually? So I'm like, can I build a tool that will automatically publish, create the post, embed my YouTube video, and all the comments from YouTube on my Word on my WordPress site? So I dug into it. I'm like, oh, it's all doable. Hmm. And that was my first plugin, which is called Simple Video Press. Yes. Yeah. So that was the one that kind of started me, got me hooked on software and uh, automation. I mean, I love to automate things, so I scratched my own itch with that one. I did launch it with a business partner, um, a friend of mine, and he uh, he actually got me into podcasting. So it's funny how that happened. He was launching his when we're launching this software. He was in the process of launching a podcast, and he asked me, "Can you help me out?" Because I loved editing videos, and I helped him edit, and I learned about podcasting. And at some point, he referred me to another client to do some editing and publishing. And, and she said, hey, you have a video press. Can you make a podcast press? Because I wouldn't mind <laughs> publishing <laughs> a podcast to my website. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So that's how the podcasting one was born. It was almost like born off of the video one, which was based on a need that I had myself. Yeah. And, uh, the video press did really well. Like, there was a lot of excitement because, again, it's a manual step you can eliminate. Uh, and people love, they love to create content, but they don't really like to 
manually do yeah. things, yes. creating blog posts yes. and content. So, um, um, is this? So you've got these these two plug. I know that there's more in your arsenal, but do you are these two or four or what? However many plugins that you produce for WordPress are they? A, are they kind of what you do now, or do you still create? Oh, of course, you said earlier you've got this new software platform. Are you are you basically now in the video and podcasting space? Is that where you devote all of your time? Um, actually, I I still have a uh, a, a full time job. Uh, well, I'll say for four days a week. So I do this. I started doing this on the side. Nice. The video press and the podcast one. And, uh, you know, I built a team. I thought, to be honest, having a team is key. Ah. I can't do everything. I don't do all the coding. Um, I have a somebody who I work with very closely for all the, the coding of these plugins. And uh, we have someone that does support. So I slowly, slowly built the team. And, um, yeah, so I, I do this. This is my passion, and it's becoming kind of my side business, which will hopefully become my full business yeah. uh, soon, which is very exciting because I love, like, I've always loved video. Then I got into podcasting. I love podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting community alone is just, the people are just so amazing. Like, I've been to, like, I don't know if you've heard of, you must have heard of Podcast Movement, one of the popular conferences for podcasting. Yeah, heard of, but nothing more. Yeah. And it's funny because when I first launched the Simple Podcast Press back in 2014, it was literally a week before, a couple of weeks before the conference. And the, the organizers were actually customers of mine. They bought the software. They loved it. They said, hey, I want you to come to the conference and I'll give you a 30-minute spot. You can do a demo about this new software. <laughs> I'm like, All right. I'm, I'm like, I never leave the house. I don't go to conferences. I'm like very like introverted in that way <laughs> and uh, i love doing interviews but in real life i didn't i was headed i didn't know anybody in the industry yet i was just very this new guy created the new software and i was i was nervous hmm. but uh, he convinced me to go and i went and i'm glad because i go every year now and i have a booth there at the conference every year and i'm so it's been three years now it's been 2014 15 16 yeah it's been three years and it gets bigger and better, and I have so many friends there now. Like I just feel like the community is a great community. It just but the, so, so glad I got into it. <laughs> do you feel that like the the whole podcasting arena is getting bigger? Is that what you mean? There's more yeah. people. Yeah, that yeah. sort of speaks it's, to what we were talking about earlier, doesn't it? It feels to yeah. me like that's that's happening. Um, and I, like, like we said, I think was double. Like the people, like, wow. I think it was a hundred the first time, then a thousand. I think last year it was fifteen hundred. I mean, oh. don't quote me on these numbers. No, no, no. Like, yeah, where people double almost every time. So, do and, you uh, um do do you do anything apart from these conferences? Is there anything that you do to ensure that your plugin is kind of like at the front of the mind of people who are looking to 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 integrate WordPress with with iTunes and a you know a hosting provider? Do you I don't know? Do you take out ads or do you do giveaways or I don't, buy advertising I've, space or? I've experimented. I mean, the, I've experimented with ads like Facebook ads mm. a little bit. You know, on and off, just tinkering. Nothing, no major results there. I mean, get some, some results, but I just find with the podcasting one, I just find because of the nature of my customers or podcasters, I get a lot of people asking me to be on their show. Yeah, and to talk about, especially early on in the beginning, because it was a pretty new concept. Like, oh, this thing doesn't exist. It's a great tool. Um, you know, let's talk about it, right? Share about something new, and so that's a lot of it grew from referrals and we also have an affiliate program as well mm. uh, so that probably motivated some other people to talk about it and we have the the option of turning on the powered by simple podcast press yes. below the player so small things like that but i think it's more to be honest i think that conference well i'm sure that conference august 2014 the first podcast movement I'm so glad uh, the organizers, Dan, Dan Franks, big shout out to him. Mm. He convinced me, we got on the phone call and he said, you need to come. Mm. I bought your software, it's awesome, I need, you need to come. I'm like, well, I don't do conferences, like, you need to come. <laughs> and ever since, like, just to be honest, it's the face-to-face that people got to see the product. Okay, they were like, this is cool. But they got to meet the person behind it. And that goes a long way. Like, just having, knowing that there's a real person with, Who's, who's here in it to build the software for the, yep. for the user? Kind yep. of just make some money and get out, right? We have a good support team. We have it, it just they got to know the person. We had dinner with people. I just got to know a lot of people on a personal level, and people love people yeah. love that. Yeah. Do you um? Do you, well, I suppose it's a bit of a reflective question. Um, 
if you were to go back three years and do all this again, um, is there anything along the road where you look back and think, oh, boy, that was a mistake? Is there any major clangor that you dropped that you, you would like to share with us? <laughs> um, to be honest, like a, ma- like a mistake would be not to have started this earlier. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, because I started when we had, uh, you know, we had a, starting to grow our family and uh, we had kids, really young kids. It was really hard time-wise, juggling a full-time job and then a baby, a new baby. And it's, it, was, it was hard time-wise. So I wish I started earlier, but I mean, who knows how it would have ended. But mm. I'm, I'm just glad I, I learned a lot from, you know, I made mistakes along the way, but I always look at it as, I know it sounds cliche, but it's so true. Like you learn Okay, I made a mistake with the video press. I hired this guy and he took me for a run and we oh. you know get any results. So the next time I went to hire somebody else, I was more careful and did mm. more vetting. Mm. So I learned lessons. So every product just gets better and better because it's um, because of experience. And and the best one of the best lessons I learned is um, if you're launching something new and don't be afraid to partner with somebody who has an audience mm. and you know share a 50-50 split or whatever you need to do. Um, you're not gonna make as much money, but you're gonna get a lot of exposure. Yeah. And that's what I did with Video Press. You're gonna help me build my name a little bit. And then when I launched the podcast press on my own, people said, "Oh, you're the Video Press guy." Okay, you have a reputation already, yeah. so don't hesitate to give up some. It's worth it to partner up with somebody, especially in the beginning. Yeah. And down the road, I'm doing it on my own now, but the first time around, if you want to build a little bit of credibility, don't be afraid to partner and share some profit with yeah. somebody. As a as a user of your uh, plugin, this next question is quite important to me. Actually, what, uh, do you have a, a kind of roadmap? Have you got um, things that you've, you're planning, or have you kind of reached the point where it does pretty much everything you ever wanted it to do, and it, it's fine? You just need to keep updating it and make sure it's secure. Uh, I always think that we're done, <laughs> like not done in the sense that we're not developing. Like I always say, okay, we're this. For example, 2.0 was launched uh, several months back with a whole new look of the player. Yep. And it looks nicer, got a lot of feedback. I'm like, okay, that was the next big thing that was on our roadmap. It took us a while to get there. And I was like, okay, great. And then, but you know, I almost every week I get something saying, hey, I wish I could do this. I wish, can it do this? And I'm always keeping track of all these comments. So, no, um, no plans right oh, now. No, there's no. Oh, um... that's major, like, the biggest thing was a 2.0. Yeah. I should not know. Mind you, know, I take it back. We are working on a big request that's been people have asked for for about a year now. And that's if you have multiple podcasts. Mm. Um, right now, it's one podcast per website. Yes. If you have multiple podcasts, if you have a network of podcasts that you want all to publish to your single website, it doesn't support that right now. No. But working on an add-on right now to to allow that. I'm just have, I'm just actually in the settings page for the the player, and there's a lot of that you've there's an awful lot of work gone into this, isn't there? I mean, it, not only does it look beautiful, there's a lot of options that I've switched off just because they don't yeah. fit. But it, you know, if you are thinking um, of checking out, or, you know, creating a podcast, I can I can strongly recommend uh, Hanny's solution. We'll put links um, at the bottom of the the page, but you know, it'll publish to just about everywhere. Um, with a click of a button, you can share it with just about every every platform. There's email opt-in forms, which we've switched off beneath the player, which integrate with, again, just about everything because there's an HTML box. So if you've got right. code from H- an HTML um, autoresponder or something like that, you can just pop it in there. You can color everything. That's nice. I like the fact that you've taken the hassle out of doing CSS and all of that. And then oh. there's great big advanced section at the bottom, which I never touch. <laughs> because... Yeah, I know. Those are almost like certain people have a conflicts with certain themes or special requests. So we don't, the advanced section you shouldn't have to touch unless you're having an issue yeah. and you kind of yeah, put that good. in there. But, but it's all like built on experience. Like it's been like almost like two and a half years now since August. No, I can't do math. Three and a half years. Wow. 15, 16. No, two and a half years. <laughs> Yeah, for the podcast one and just people like hey can it do this can you do that and we slowly add add features to um, accommodate people i have two more questions if that's okay the first one yeah, is absolutely. how the hell does it work um so i 
just to paraphrase what I said earlier, I put my audio file into SoundCloud and I remember when I set it all up, I connected SoundCloud to FeedBurner, FeedBurner to iTunes, and then your plugin to iTunes. Now, yeah. how how on God's green earth does it <laughs> suck the information out of iTunes and make a post? And all, I mean, obviously, a very high level view. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and basically, um, uh, we like I wanted to make it as simple as possible. So the simplest thing and a lot of people, almost all podcasters have is an iTunes, like the podcast on iTunes. So what we ask you to enter your, your iTunes link, yep. that you, the public link. Yep. So you paste that in there. And what it's doing is from the link, we're able to figure out the podcast feed behind it. So a feed, for those of the, I mean, a lot of people in the WordPress industry know, especially your audience, probably a little more technical. Yeah, so they'll get feed, it. It's got all the information in it about every episode. So SoundCloud creates your feed. You have it hooked up to FeedBurner, but to me, that's an optional step. You don't need to do that. Mm. I just did that sort of for redundancy. I had, I had kind of mixed feelings about whether SoundCloud was going to stay around. Correct. Yeah, from that perspective, yeah, that was a good, probably a good move because um, if something happens to SoundCloud, you can always switch it to something else yeah. without thing. But yeah, but in general, let's say you're doing. And the Lipson or something else. The feed burner step is optional. So basically, your say SoundCloud makes a feed. When you submit to iTunes, you're submitting your feed burner, which is essentially your SoundCloud feed. So SoundCloud is doing all the work. It's you enter your title description, you upload the audio there. So the plugin takes your iTunes, figures out your feed, and from there, it basically checks um, for a new episode mm -hmm. on a regular basis. It checks your feed. Is there a new episode? Yes, there is. Okay, great. I'm going to make a new blog post, add the title, add a description, and embed the audio player for you automatically. It, and, it, it really is that simple, isn't it? Um, yeah, you don't, you don't even need to be logged in. Like Once you no. set it up, save the settings, it just happens. Yeah. You can even go live if you if you really want to. I have a lot of people that do this. They they do all their ed editing on SoundCloud or Libsyn. Yep formatting and whatnot and then they they don't even just set this feature to auto publish on wordpress so it goes live on their wordpress site yeah uh, within an hour of it going live on your podcast feed yeah i'm a little bit more fussy than that i like to just inspect it and make sure that it's oh, exactly yeah. you know i mean that that's fine but that was it was a beautiful solution i must admit i didn't envisage that when i bought the plugin to be honest it was going to be as frictionless as this because yeah i upload it to soundcloud and then go away and drink coffee and then come back and there's a post in WordPress yeah. and I literally tweak it um, and then click publish and it's done. So yeah, hats off. Great, great, great solution. Yeah, and, and all the plugins are actually like that. Like mm. our latest one is the Facebook plugin. So people who are doing Facebook Live mm. are loving this plugin. So you do a Facebook Live and it'll show up on your WordPress site within an hour after you're done. Huh. Same thing, video embedded. All the comments from Facebook also get pushed to your WordPress site. So that's that's our newest plugin called the Simple Social Press. We um is, uh, we've we've opted Simple Social Press, right? We'll we'll yeah. link to that one as well. That's that's good to know. We've just opted for a, a Facebook plugin um, for comments, and that that works really well because essentially our interactions outside of the the podcast are all done on Facebook, so it just sort of fitted really well. Um, nice. Yeah, I have one last question, if that's all right. Sure. And you feel free to say no to this because I am hijacking you on the spot. Um, <laughs> let's assume that that one person contacts you um, from this podcast, and maybe two, but more likely none. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any offers on at the moment that, uh, that our audience could get a hold of? And if not, um, just say, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't at the moment, um, but... I'll tell you what, I don't, if you do I don't. and you change your mind, then I'll write it up in the show notes. How's that? Yeah, I'm happy to add. That's what I was going to say. I can happy to, to create one for your audience. Um, we can just kind of on the fly if I can make it and then you can add it to the show notes. And, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Okay. Make that happen. So if you're listening on iTunes or platform, visit the website and you'll see an offer code there. Yeah, thank you. We'll we'll put it on beneath the, beneath the, uh, the player. That's brilliant. David, I feel that I have completely hijacked this conversation and that I've <laughs> essentially you know it asked everything sorry 
<laughs> no, it's fine. This is really your topic because you do the hands-on with this, so you're yeah. much more knowledgeable. Yeah, I have to say, it was always it was always going to be thus, wasn't it? David was uh, David was kind of always going to uh, sort of take the back seat on this one. So again, sorry, David. Hanny, that's been really, really genuinely interesting. I've loved listening to everything that you've had to say. What we do on our podcast, uh, just before we finish it, we uh, we come up with a sing- silly English phrase, which, as always, David, I've forgotten. <laughs> do you have one? Gosh, I don't. There was one I heard today, and it made me laugh, and I've forgotten what it is. Oh, do you know what? Let's put that in the show notes as well, if we can come up with one. But, um, yeah, um, so, Hanny, just very briefly, where, where do we find you? What's the URL that will get people to uh, to find your products? Um, actually, the best one, if you just go to hannymora.com, that's H-A-N-I-M-O-U-R-R-A.com. Yep. And uh, I kind of talk a little bit about myself and a little bit about some of the tools that I have as well. Yeah, I see that. Actually, I've got the page open as we speak. And there's, yeah, they are four simple reviews booster, simple podcast press, simple social press, and the simple video press all linked very nicely at the bottom of the page there. So uh, we're going to have some cheesy music fading in to uh, to end the episode, as we always do. Thank you so much, Hanny. It's been really genuinely wonderful to have you on. Um, hopefully we'll have you on at some point in the, in the not-too-distant future again to talk about any new developments. But for now, I've been um, Nathan Wrigley. And I've been David Wormsley. And, and Hanny has been Hanny. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>